Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Hello and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working hard to improve our financial IQ. You must understand that our educational system fails to teach the principles of money and wealth. It is designed to teach you how to get a good job, and it, and it does that, but that's all it's designed to do. You personally are responsible for your financial education. The wonderful news, there's tons of books, workshops, programs that teach this material. You just need to pick one or two. I picked, you know, like six and studied them all. But pick one or two, get involved, get yourself educated. It will change your financial position. Listen, if you've worked 40 hours a week for 20 years, some of you 50, 60 hours a week for 20 years, and you're not in the financial position you want to be in, does it not make sense that maybe you're doing something wrong? That's exactly what it is. The map you've got isn't working. You need a different map. You need to do something different the next 20 years so you get a different result. And that's what we teach at Total Wealth Academy is a map that's been used for literally thousands of years. And the map is very simple. It's just you're supposed to build a second stream of income. Warren Buffett even teaches that. He says, never rely on a sole source of income, a job. Always invest to create a second stream of income. So that's what we do. We teach people how to use real estate to build a second stream of income Everything from groups of single-family homes to little apartments to big 500 or 1,000 unit apartment complexes, self-storage, senior living, hotels. If it cash flows, you can and you can name it, we're probably buying it. I want to start the show with something. I kind of had an epiphany yesterday. I knew the concept, but I want to share this with you and see, and hopefully it has a, a the same effect on you as it did on me and it got me extremely encouraged and motivated um, to do certain things like not miss the gym in the morning uh, make sure I'm getting my reading in but it's you have to first understand the instantaneous gratification monkey it, most of you know this because I talk about him a lot but the instantaneous gratification monkey is that part of you that wants to have it all now. And this monkey actually drips dopamine, which is a drug. We're all addicted to it. The good news is it's good for you. But he drips this dopamine at the worst possible times like when you spend money on something it drips dopamine you get a little rush don't you every time you click pay 
on Amazon.com. It, it feels good. That's dopamine. Um, when you overeat, for most people, guess what? Instantaneous gratification, mumpy, drips dopamine. Now, I'm going to talk about something serious, which is drugs. What do drugs do? They stimulate dopamine. Cocaine. You feel great when you do it. It makes you feel wonderful, amazing, incredible. Alcohol. It's fun. You get a lot of dopamine when you drink alcohol. Now, where am I going with all this? Did you know that everything that brings you pleasure immediately brings you pain in the long run? And everything that brings you pain immediately brings you pleasure in the long run. Let's take a couple of examples. We'll just take drugs and alcohol. When you do cocaine, when you do alcohol, it makes you feel good. Four, what, five, maybe six hours. It makes you feel great, wonderful. You're laughing, you're enjoying yourself. But what happens when you come down off that? You feel like crap. Pain. Pain. Let's talk about exercise for a moment. Exercise hurts. It causes pain. No pain, no gain. You work out for an hour. You're in pain. You're basically suffering through, struggling through an hour. But when you're done, what results do you get? You feel great for a day or two till you do it again. So does it make sense when I say things that bring you instantaneous gratification, like overeating, smoking, drugs, alcohol, watching too much TV, they actually bring you pain afterwards. But the things that bring you pain immediately, reading, studying, going to seminars, exercising, they're difficult. It's difficult to get yourself to do it, isn't it? Because it brings pain. Thinking hurts. Let's face it. But afterwards, what do those things bring you? Massive pleasure. When you finish a book, you feel great about it. When you exercise for an hour, you feel great for 24, 48 hours afterwards. You get a massive reward. But you got to go through the pain. And the funny th thing to me is, who would set up a system like that? <laughs> Where everything that feels good immediately brings pain ultimately. And everything that brings pain immediately brings pleasure ultimately. 
kind of an odd system. But do you see why it's so hard to get yourself to take action on the right things? Because the right things don't necessarily drip dopamine immediately. The right things like reading nonfiction books, attending seminars, going to workshops, studying, exercising. You don't get that immediate rush of dopamine. It's afterwards. After you pay the price, you get the dopamine. So I hope this epiphany helps you the way it helped me because I was up and at the gym this morning. All right, we'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're now going to talk about the four ways that every dollar you put into a piece of real estate makes you money. Now, I'm going to do a single family case study, but be aware this this occurs in commercial real estate like apartments and so on as well. Um, it just, it's, you know, it's slightly different because you can force an apartment to appreciate. You can't force a single family home to appreciate it. Uh, it's going to go with the comp sales. But every dollar you put into a piece of real estate, if you, you know, you've got to be wondering why do 90% of the millionaires in America use real estate? It's because of this reason. Um, You've got, when you put a dollar in the stock market, gold, silver, crypto, you only make money one way. That's it. Those things go up in value. Um, in this case, when you put money into real estate, you make money when they go up in value. You make money by cash flow. You make money by principal pay down. In fact, I do have a commercial. Yeah, let's do the commercial version of this. Let's take an average commercial deal. $22 million purchase price, $2.5 million in rehab, and about $500,000 in soft costs. So the all-in cost is about $25 million. Um, total out-of-pocket, 30%, which would be about $7,500. The first way this thing's going to make you money is cash flow. And in this case, this thing is going to cash flow about $750,000 a year. So divided by the $7.5 million you have in the deal, and this could be 75 people with 100 grand each, or 150 people with 50 grand each, you know. Um, these deals are never bought by one person, by the way. Very rarely, very rarely. I've never seen one. It's always a syndication like we do at Total Wealth Academy where our members all pool their money to buy these things. 
But that's a 10% rate of return cash flow. The second way that real estate makes you money is equity pickup. Equity pickup is the difference between what the property is worth and what you paid for it. It, it is very common in these commercial deals for the property to appraise for three to ten million dollars more than what we purchased it for. For this example, we're going to say twenty-eight million was the appraised value, and twenty-five million was the purchase price, all-in purchase price. So we picked up three million dollars equity. Three million divided by the seven point five million we've got in the deal gives us a 40% rate of return on our money. So plus the cash flow, we're up at 50% rate of return already. The third way that real estate makes you money is a thing called principal pay down. Each month when your renters pay their rent, you're paying your mortgage. Part of that mortgage is principal pay down. You're reducing what you owe on the property. Now it's not going to be a lot the first few years, maybe 3%, so about 600000 a year. But look at this rate of return, 600000 divided by $7.5 million, which is all you've got in it, that's another 8% rate of return. We're now at 58% rate of return. Think about where your money's at. Where do you keep your money? Are you making a 58% rate of return? Okay. The fourth way that real estate makes you money is appreciation. But in commercial real estate, it's a thing called forced appreciation. By raising the income, we increase the value of the property. In this case, when we bought it, it had about a $1.7 million NOI, net operating income. But after we completely rehabbed it, after we leased all the vacant units, after we increased the rent on all the other units, our new NOI, 24 months later, two years later, is $2.2 million, up from $1.7 million. The new value after 24 months, $36,700,000. An increase of $11.7 million. Using forced appreciation, $11.7 million divided by $7.5 million. Listen closely. That's a 156% rate of return for you and your family. So when you add all these together, total return during the two years, 210% annualized, that's a 105% rate of return. And I ask, think deeply. Are you making a 105% rate of return where your money's at? If not, don't you think you should check out Total Wealth Academy? 
don't you think you should at least expose yourself to this? Because if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. And I know you're not happy with what you're getting. You've got to do something different. So, so those are the four ways. Cash flow, equity pickup, principal pay down, forced appreciation. And again, that's going to give you over 100% rate of return on an annualized basis. Now, that's a superior deal. Um, a lot of the deals are, the majority of the deals, are down around 20, 20, between 17 and 25% rate of return. But we come across these deals often enough that I feel very comfortable talking about this style deal. Okay, if you got questions about anything I've covered, please feel free to give me a call. 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV. Or you can email me. It's steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com And remember, that email is open 24 hours a day. Seven days a week, you have a question, send it to me, and I usually get back within just a few minutes, but very seldom does it take me more than 30 minutes to an hour. Anything you need to know about building wealth for yourself and your family with real estate just email me, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Okay, this first question comes from an anonymous listener who wants me to, quote, do my bet again um, and the explanation behind it. Yeah, I, I'm assuming you're talking about the $300,000 bet that I've had out there for 22, 23 years on the radio. And what it is is I've always said I'll take anybody that's in the stock market you put up 300,000 in the stock market on January 1st I'll put 300,000 into real estate it'll probably take me 3 or 4 months to get it invested but we'll meet at the end of the year and see who made more money and whoever made more money gets to keep the other person's $300,000 so there's the bet. And in 22 years of announcing this on the radio across Texas and across the United States, no one has ever taken that bet. And I think what Anonymous wants me to get to is this part. How many of you would take that bet? None of you. Because you know real estate outperforms the stock market then why do you have your money in the stock market think deeply about that you know real estate outperforms stocks but where's your money it's in stocks and mutual funds isn't it is that the right thing to do for your family? You know there's a better way, but you don't do it? 
you know, what does that say about you? I know this part is brutal, but what does that say about you? You're just too lazy. You don't believe in yourself. You th- your family's not worth it. Maybe you think you're not smart enough. What What's the reasoning? You know real estate outperforms the stock market, but your money's in the stock market. It has to be one of those weird reasons. Because some of you will say, well, my 401k won't let me invest in real estate. Okay, that's a good one. Quadro it to your wife, and you can invest it in real estate. Oh, my IRA, I can't invest in real estate with it. Yes, you can. Convert it to a self-directed IRA, and you can invest in anything you want, including real estate. So, hiding behind, I have a 401k or IRA and can't invest in real estate, sorry, not true. You're lying to yourself. And I know it's painful. But think deeply. If you know, and you do, that real estate outperforms stocks, why is your money in the stock market We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. When you put money in the bank or pay your insurance premium, they take that money and go buy real estate with it. Why? Because it gives the highest rate of return and is the lowest risk. This is called passive investing. Due to some recent changes in the laws, you can now invest the exact same way. Total Wealth Academy can show you how. Visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend our free sample class on real estate investing. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. And a couple of you emailed um, Kristen... Valentina, and it really comes down to fear as the answer to the question I was asking, which was, if you're just joining us, I was asking this, oh, I better go through the bet, I've, I've offered to do a bet with stock investors where they put 300 grand into st- the stock market January 1st, and I put 300 grand into real estate, we meet at the end of the year, and whoever made more money gets the other person's 300 grand. Well, I've done that live on the air, on the internet, in front of millions of people. No one has ever taken the bet. And the reason is everyone knows that real estate outperforms stocks and mutual funds. But then you ask the question then why does everybody have their money in stocks and mutual funds? And what Kristen and uh, Valentina are are saying is fear, basically. Um, I'll tell you, fear is the number one reason. So I totally agree with you. But the thing about fear is 
it's not going to go away. You, you have to master fear. You have to be courageous. Basically, you just have to do it anyway. The fear ain't going to go away. One thing that I did to, to reduce my fear, again, it never went away, reduce my fear was educate, 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 educate. I spent 30 grand in one month on educational programs on real estate investing. Everything from Dave Delgado, Tommy Vu, Carlton Sheets, Robert Allen, and just read book after book, listened to tape after tape after tape after tape, boot camp after boot camp, till I knew enough that it reduced the fear to a tolerable level. And what I mean by tolerable, to a point where I could take action. My fear was so low that I was able to get myself to take action. So I think when I look at my students and the ones who do take the most action, you know, we keep track of their progress through the classes. I can guarantee you I can go in there, find a highly successful member, go into the member's area, and they're, they've done 80, 90% of the training. And then people who do okay or do nothing, I can go into their record and find out, guess what? They haven't even done 10% of the training. So I really believe that the best way to reduce fear to a tolerable level is education. So Kristen and Valentina, I agree with your point. You're just flat out afraid. So am I. I've just figured out how to do it anyway. And I suggest that you educate yourself the way I did. And you can do that at Total Wealth Academy. Both of you should go to TotalWealthAcademy.com and click on that free sample class to get started. And we will show you how we help our members get past their fears and take action on their goal of building a second stream of income. So I hope that helps Kristen and Valentina, and thank you so much for the uh, emails. All right, phone lines are open, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or email me. It's Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com, Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Okay, let's spend the balance of the show talking about a list of questions that I get about uh, rehab properties. Not everybody knows this, but 90 to 95% of the deals we do require massive rehab. You know, they always talk about the divorce. They talk about death in the family. They talk about all these other catastrophes that can put a person 
into a motivated position. But the vast majority of motivated sellers have deferred maintenance. They have not taken care of the property, um, missing carpet in bedrooms, holes in the wall, um, need fresh paint. Sometimes it's just dated. You know, they haven't updated it in 20 years, so it's really old-fashioned. Deferred maintenance scares people. They don't feel confident they can get the rehab done, and it scares people because if they don't know the right loan to use, that comes out of their pocket. But with a hard money loan, they actually loan you the money to purchase the property and to rehab it all in one loan. So this is why we use the hard money loans. Now, the first question I get, the most popular, is do you recommend investing in rehab properties? Yes, I do. The reason is the equity pickup. We buy these things 10 15, 20% below market after our all-in cost. So on a $300,000 house, that's a $60,000 equity pickup. The day you close that deal, your net worth goes up $60,000. Yes, I love rehab properties. What should investors look for in a rehab property? This one is a broad question. I call it hair, but I like the deals with lots of hair on them. <laughs> bad foundation, bad roof, needs paint, needs carpet, needs a new kitchen, needs new bathrooms. The worse, the better. Because I have trusted general contractors that I literally hand the keys to and say, call me when it's finished. I don't even go look at the property while it's under construction. Don't even drive by it. Hand them the keys. Say, call me when it's finished. Um, what causes investors to overpay for rehab properties? When I see somebody overpay, it's generally because they underestimated the repairs. Most of the wholesalers out there when they give you a bid, they say, ooh, I think this thing will rehab for 50 grand. It's really 75 or 100. They're underestimating the repairs. And so the, the ignorant buyer, the would-be investor, because they don't know what they're doing, they think the wholesaler's number's right. They run their numbers off of the that bogus number and they end up paying too much for the property so the number one reason I think that investors overpay for rehab properties is because they underestimate the repairs always get a written bid written bid for the repairs before you put up hard earnest money what is the problem when investors move too slowly they lose the deal. It's that simple. If you don't know how to run comps, you don't know how to evaluate the deal, you don't have a contractor in your pocket that can give you a bid within a few hours, 
you're not going to get the deal. Professional investors, our students, have all this in their pocket. And they're able to write offers within five or ten minutes in many cases. If you can't write an offer in five or ten minutes, you don't know what you're doing and you're not going to win the bid. Number six is what problem occurs if investors fail to get a written bid for the repairs before going under contract? As I mentioned earlier, don't ever go under contract with hard earnest money unless you have a written bid. If you do that, you run the risk of losing your earnest money, losing the deal, losing everything. So always have a written bid unless you have a five-day option period. If you can put down earnest money and they will give it back to you within five days if you want to back out of the deal, it's safe to go in without a written bid. But you make sure you get a written bid during those five days and if the bid comes out, you know, they told you it was 50 and it turns out to be 75 or 100, which kills the deal, you need to be able to get your earnest money back. All right, we got to go to break. We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we're just going through a series of questions that I get on a regular basis on dealing with rehab properties. And I can't say enough, I love rehab properties, made, sorry to brag, um, made millions of dollars doing it. Uh, It is a great way to build wealth. So the seventh question is, what problems occur when investors fail to vet the contractor. If you don't vet your contractor, talk to referrals, look at online reviews, you run the risk of what probably 80% of contractors do. See, you need the top 20% of contractors. If you don't know the 80-20 rule, 80% of the results flow from the top 20% of the people. If you just go out there and take any old contractor you meet and you don't vet them, you don't check their references, you run the risk of them putting a 10-man crew on your property the first day and you're all impressed. You're just happy to deal the deal with them. But by the 10th day, there's only three people there and two of them are smoking in the backyard. 
he's taken his crew and taken another job and taken a down payment on that. And he's never going to finish your project. He's going to just keep taking down payments, begin the work, and never finish it. You've got to be cautious. You can be burned like that very, very easily. So when you're vetting, you want to talk to at least three referrals. You want to find out, do they finish on time? And is it quality work? Do they finish on time? Is it quality work? Okay. Next question. What problems occur when investors fail to put in a penalty if the contractor does not finish on time? That's an easy one. They're not going to finish on time. You have got to have a penalty on your general contractor. And it should be one-thirtieth of your holding costs. If your holding costs are 3000 a month, divided by 30, that would be $100 a day. So what I do is this. If a contractor says, I can have it done in seven weeks, I go, okay, great. I'm going to give you an extra week. But at the end of eight weeks, if you're not finished, it's a $100 a day penalty. Do you agree to that? Yes. Great. Initial it and move on. If you don't have a penalty, they're not going to finish on time. And your holding costs are going to rise. You're going to feel nervous. It's going to turn it into a war. Um, yeah, always have a penalty. And I, like I said, I gave them an extra week. So be fair about it. But once that eight weeks is up, it's $100 a day for them not finishing. Okay. Next one. Ooh, what happens when investors overbuild for the neighborhood, making the house too nice and spending too much on finishes? That one's easy. You're not going to make a profit. You're not. People think, well, I'll put in crown molding and granite countertops and all this woodwork and just make it super nice. Look. If you're in a $400,000 neighborhood, you're in a $400,000 neighborhood. Adding all those things is not going to increase the value of the property. So when I buy a house in a neighborhood that I've never invested in before, I immediately go drive around to every property that's for sale or under construction, under rehab, and look at the finishes. What type of faucets do they use? What countertops do they use? What level of crown molding do they use? Um, and I'm going to build my house identical to the neighborhood. I'm not going to spend a bunch of extra money to make it the nicest house in the neighborhood at all. Stay consistent with the neighborhood. Number 10. What happens when investors try to sell the house over the neighbor neighborhood average? This one's easy. It doesn't sell. And their holding costs go up. Their profit goes down. It's just a dumb idea. But greed sets in. You finish the house. You're all proud of it because you made it perfect. And you want the highest price you can get. So you go with the highest sale in the neighborhood instead of the average. It's going to sit on the market, sit on the market. Your holding costs are going to go up, and of course your profit's going to go down. So I always price my house at the average 
even if it's the best property there. Don't forget about the importance of the velocity of money. Get that thing sold and then get that money in the next deal making more money for you. All right. What happens to investors who do not use the right type of mortgage, such as a bridge loan or hard money loan? Well, they end up with so much money out of pocket. I do an example where we buy this $300,000 house for $20,000 down using hard money. That same deal, if you used a conventional loan, would have been $67,000 out of pocket. So more than tr almost four times as much down payment, which slows down the, your ability to do deals, reduces your cash on cash rate of return. It just, it's devastating. You better make sure that you know the right type of loan to use when rehabbing a property, whether it's to keep as a rental, excuse me, or to flip. Okay, the next one. What happens when investors use low-quality parts to save money? <laughs> this greed move, and that's what you are. If you use low-quality parts, you're just weak and greedy. Um, that will destroy the sale. It will destroy the sale. A quality buyer, a intelligent buyer, is going to see that you took shortcuts there. They're going to assume you took shortcuts on the AC, on the water heater, and everywhere else. Cheaping out the house is just, it's going to cost you money, more money than you would have spent putting in the right products. Don't cheap yourself out. Put in high-quality parts. Market it at the average for the neighborhood. And that thing's going to sell in a few days to a few weeks. Okay. What's the most important thing you would tell people about investing in rehab properties? Hmm. It's hard to say what the most important thing is because there's so many pieces to it. Um, I think the comparable sales are the most important part. You've got to know what the property's ARV is after repaired value. You have to know it. You can't guess at it. You can't trust the wholesaler. You can't trust a realtor. You have to have your own comparable sales, and we use HomeInvestorTool.com homeinvestortool.com to run our comps and within five minutes I know exactly what any subject property I'm looking at is worth to me as an investor. That'd be the first thing. Second thing is what we already discussed, written bid for the repairs. Third thing is a vetted trusted general contractor. If you have those three things, you can make rental properties or flips work. So it's really three things, not one thing. Those, you get those three things in line, and you'll be able to do these deals.
All right. Anybody that has questions, feel free to email me. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at totalwealthacademy.com. And let me see this email. Oh, this is just a... I get this question every day. Less than 10% of the people know this. The answer is yes, Martha. You can use your IRA to invest in real estate at Total Wealth Academy at the deals in the deals that we're doing. And we do between two and four of these big deals a month. Two apartment complexes to four apartment complexes, self-storage, senior living, and so on. Um... Okay, she doesn't want me to mention how much money she's got, but it is substantial. And yes, you could retire yourself in a year. Easily. Easily. All right, thanks for the email, Martha, and thanks for the kind words about the show. Please go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. Your first step is going to be to watch the free sample class. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com. Click on the free sample class button, Martha. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.